Hello everybody, welcome to this week's Retro Rewind where we are playing Tintin in... Hollywood! Tibet. God damn it, Dave. Which is close to Hollywood. Very close, very, very close. Anyway, cue the music. Yes, we were playing Tintin in Tibet. Now, this choice was based off the back of Dave's last game, which ended in a T rather conveniently, and also because I am quite a fan of Tintin along with my family. So joining me tonight, as you might guess, is Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hello? No, say hello, Dave. You're supposed to say hello, Dave. In a I was trying to way. be French. Uh, That's well, why I said you say, hello? You say bonjour, but it's not French, it's Belgian. But we'll get there. Oh, we'll I thought it was Flemish. Oh my god. Right, so <laughs> Tintin and Hold Tibet. on, hold on, hold on. <sighs> what was the last game? I'm not asking for any kind of, you know, semblance of order. It's just, what was the last game? Uh, it's a very good question. It ended in a T. And it was... Ninja Spirit. Ninja Spirit. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. all right. Ninja Spirit. We're gonna go. Sorry, that was going to bug me. So Tintin and Tibet was a game based off the TV series Tintin, the adventure, lovely animated series. And Tintin and Tibet is a two-part episode of Tintin. This game was released in 1995 and also 1996 on a myriad of old devices. Windows, SNES, Mega Drive, Game Gear, Game Boy and it was developed and published by Infograms, which, uh, did they become Atari at some point, or were they, they... did become Atari. Yeah. They, okay. they didn't become Atari, they bought out Atari and released a metric boatload of crappy games, and then died. Fair enough. Uh, that... They're still around today, but they're not doing much of anything. And I believe it's pronounced Infogram, Infogram. as they are French. Yes. Info Infogram? Okay. Well, not Belgian. No, or Flemish. Dave, what is your experience with Tintin in Tibet or in Hollywood or anywhere else. Are you a Tintin fan? Are you not a Tintin fan? I am very curious to ask you all these Tintin lore questions that I have that oh, arise God. from playing this game. No, I don't like Tintin. Uh, I think French animation is Belgian. weird. Belgian. Belgian, French. Oh my gosh, they're all there. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that Central European animation is very weird. Like, as a kid, sometimes you get TV stations that would play things like Tintin or Lucky Luke or even, like, sometimes, like, Asterisk and Obelisk. Mm -hmm. And that is really hard to say. Um, and you would just look and be like, oh, these are weird. Like, I remember watching a lot of Lucky Luke as a kid and watched a little bit of Tintin. Like, enough to where if you pointed at the little white dog, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's from Tintin. Mm -hmm. But I... Never watched any of it once my brain was coherent enough to form speech. Fair, fair enough. It's a, it's a rather odd thing because I, I don't find the ad animation that jarring. And both me and my kids absolutely love Tintin. We love that false It's not that the animation's bad. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Just it looks... It's very different from like Disney afternoon yeah, yeah. kind of animation. Sorry. Oh, totally, totally. So Tintin in Tibet. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, oh, hold on. I want more about Tintin, man. You can't oh, say man. you're a fan of something and then just okay. be done right. with it. I really love that kind of sense of adventure. Snowy, the grumpy Captain Haddock, you know, um, the Thompson twins as a kind of comedic, terrible detective duo. I love it all. I had the comics. I had the TV series on the telly, obviously. 
and it just it all felt great to me it felt i can remember that sense of bubbling anticipation for what was going to happen next in tintin because they're always in two parts i'm becoming painfully aware of the amount of times i'm saying tintin now it's one of those (laughs) things that eventually it's going to not make sense anymore and i'm going to be like tintin tintin well it's a fun word to say it is it's fun uh also Um, why is his name tintin like that's not a real name right is it short for something that's a good or question. A I've, I've never questioned. I've never, ever, ever questioned. Well, I mean, you Tintin. recently had a son. Would you ever think about naming him Tintin? No. no like, I, I wonder not. if it mean does it mean something in either Belgian or French? Uh, good question. I am very quickly reading the Wikipedia <laughs> page right now, and I can tell you that at no point do they call Tintin anything else. It doesn't explain his name. Hey, he is just Tintin. So do you and want to write a fan fiction on how he got his name Tintin? I think I might. It might be because uh-huh. during Vietnam, he was shot in the chest, <laughs> but a tin case saved him. And then he thought... Uh, his can of beans. It was lucky. He carried yep. all the way from Belgium. Okay. Exactly. But then in a second occurrence, a freak accident, another tin of beans was shot... And it saved him again, and it was in his rucksack. So he gets saved from the front, saved from the back. Tin tin, because he gets saved twice from tins of beans. I I think we should contract contract. What's his name? The guy who drew it. I can't. It starts with an H. Is it Herge? Herge. Herge. Yeah. Um. So when this was on TV, was it like a morning cartoon thing, or was this kind of a prime time? Everybody I, watches Tintin. I no no no. It was not. I never remember it being broadcast on terrestrial television. I'll never remember having it on tape. Oh well, that knocks out my second one because I was going to ask. I was this like it? So it was in English when you saw it. Yes. Okay. All right. Because I would imagine they don't release it in English in their home region. So I was curious if they redubbed it. I assume that it's in French or Belgian. Flemish. Flemish, maybe. Flemish, maybe. Um, did uh, did you see the movie? As in Tintin and Tibet? No, no, like the actual oh, Hollywood. The, no, no, movie. no, 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 no. That's no. where you draw the line. Yeah, that is where I draw the line. Very much. But he went to Hollywood. I draw the line at that. There was something very off looking about it. Was there not? It was. It was kind of. It had that Polar Express look to it. Yeah, and Tom Hanks in Polar Express is a scary, scary thing. I don't want. It's to hard to make Tom Hanks scary too. It really they is. Really had to try. But when they've got him, kind of like looking the way he is, singing about hot chocolate, really, really, really enthusiastic. Oh, so you've like, seen it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I never saw it. It's honestly, it's horrific. It's really I always horrific. got Polar Express mixed up with the Golden Compass. I'm like, one has a polar bear. But one has a Polar Express, and I never quite took the plunge. No, it's actually really easy to get mixed up between a train and a bear. In terms of, is it a Christmas movie? Yeah, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. It's about kids that might be losing the belief in Santa. They go on a train, the train goes to the North Pole, they see Santa, and then they go home. Okay, wow, that's a pretty short movie. (laughs) It really Um, is. Um, Tom Tom Hanks is the conductor on the train. Okay, so... This is your question then. And then we'll get back to Tintin because we do. I do have to talk about this game. So your daughter comes up to you 
and it's Christmas, it's snowy outside, you both got warm cups of hot chocolate, and goes, Daddy, I want to watch either Jim Carrey's The Grinch or mm-hmm. Tom Hanks' The Polar Express. Uh, which, it, which, which do you choose? It, it, those specific to it would have to be The Grinch. Wow, that must be a really bad Tom Hanks then, because if you're ever choosing The Grinch... It's... I, I'm not a fan of The Grinch. Don't take that as an indication that I liked The Grinch. I really did not like The Grinch either. Nobody but did. It, I, I'm not... I'm not... I'm trying not to be too much about this, but Tom Hanks is terrifying in that film. <laughs> At one point... I'll have think, to watch it now. Like, the kids thought he was going to throw a kid off of the train while it was at high speed this is how t- and they're like going oh my god he's gonna because he's a maniac he's not he's just a really enthusiastic conductor with a creepy half cgi face i mean, I mean and and he should base himself off of the thomas the tank engine conductor because that is everything a conductor wants to be and he's no ringo or what was it later alec baldwin i think was the conductor was it alec baldwin bloody hell i don't know i that. think I think it was Alec Baldwin after Ringo. Oh. Which, growing up, my, my father was always like, dude, that's a guy from the Beatles. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And now I look at him, I'm like, whoa, that's a dude from the Beatles. Mm. Why would he do Shining Times? Anyway, Tintin in Hollywood. Bloody hell. Tintin in Tibet. Um, so to round it right back to the question that we started about 15 minutes ago, <laughs> I was a fan as a kid. And then I've introduced it to my kids and they both love it as well. And they both find that same sense of adventure on the same lot. Kind of oh, like, we want to see what's happening to Tintin. Despite the fact that when you look at it as an adult, the stories are all fairly similar. There's a bit of trouble. Tintin's often something that he probably shouldn't. It all rains it in at the end. Captain Haddock is an angry man. The Thompson twins are idiots. It's always the same but there's something lovely about it, and the animation style's particularly nice. So that's that. Well, there's something to be said about the the kind of James Bond approach, where it's more like, where is he, not what is he doing? Yeah, which is, it's, it's lovely. It's, it's, it's a nice thing. So, Tintin in Tibet, the game starts, and you are running alongside a train, the train, and you are randomly diving in and out of perspective, kind of like things rolling at you, you've got to change tracks, I suppose, to run and jump over things, and eventually you come across someone drowning in a river, and you jump in the river and save them, and it turns out it's Chang. Chang is your Chinese friend in Tintin, and then begins the story of, that was you recounting how you met Chang to Captain Haddock. There. That's how the game starts. But it's not how the it's not how the TV one starts. The TV one starts with arguing about with Captain Haddock about playing chess or something like that. You're playing chess, and then the plane crashes, and then you have some sort of weird dream where you dream that Chang survived the yeah, plane crash. Yeah, what the hell was that crap? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so so let's get this straight. We'll talk about the gameplay later. Mm-hmm. But so you find out that the plane has crashed in Nepal. Uh huh. Right. And so he goes, well, this news is very tiring. I guess I'll lay down for a while. Yes. And he has a dream, a very sadistic dream about his friend freezing to death. Mm -hmm. And then decides he's still alive. And then decides to endanger countless number of lives. (laughs) Yes. To prove that he is clairvoyant. Uh Now, what kind of role model is this for kids? I think it adds to the drama. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, the dog almost died, man. He dog. would have died. Snowy almost dies and everything. Snowy is in so much trouble at all times, nearly getting killed. It's ridiculous. Uh, he shouldn't um, own a dog. No, not if not if you're gonna, you know, put people into danger at tops of mountains. I mean, the Sherpa was just minding his own business, but now he's <laughs> got to go all the way up the mountaintop because some stupid kid had a dream. Okay, yes, yes. I t- Let's talk I take, gameplay. I take the point. So, gameplay-wise, what we're talking here is a kind of loose adventure platformery type. Okay, right. Okay, I'll. I'll I'm just gonna get this off my chest right now. <laughs> it's not what I thought it was going to be. I thought we were talking lovely adventure gaming i didn't think we were talking so did i substandard platforming awfulness but what whoa we might disagree on that yeah yeah i mean i mean in in its core this is a game about avoiding stuff like everything you're either ducking it or you're jumping over it and they find every every possible chance to damage you yes it's like uh, huh you walk too close to that door when the waiter was coming out uh-huh but i don't think it's substandard oh i i it's i think it might be because i really didn't expect this like the enemies there are no the enemies are the environment it's the woman hoovering in the hall and the rocks falling down the cliff face and ev- everything in the game that's not humanoid, it's just things that exist in real life are trying to kill well, you. Well, until you get to the end. Until you get to the end. But um, I did want to ask, does he have the disease to where it makes his bones very brittle and to where if he touches a hoover, it just shin bones splinter? Well, you, would think, <laughs> you would think so. That between that woman hoovering, the waiter ducking in and out doors, and... That dog! To... Oh. That dog! Honestly. The dog runs out of one door into the other, and, and it's just it's just the worst. And the thing is, if you're not being careful, you will get damaged at any point that the animation is still playing. Like, for mm-hmm. example, the waiters. They come out, they go to the left, and you have to duck. While they walk by, I imagine it's you crawling through their legs. But if the waiter comes out and the door is still flapping, even though he's like two feet away, you'll get damaged by the door. Yeah. And th- at this point of the game, after, I mean, after that initial train scene, I thought, okay, right, okay, this is how we met Chang. It's a bit of action. I thought it was going to turn into an adventure game, but it kept with that action theme. It was all about ducking around waiters or ducking around... Pots. Yeah, pots or rocks or anything Um, else. How long did it take you to figure out the train? Because I imagine you're like me, you just pop this in an emulator and all right, here we go. Um, I took probably an embarrassingly long half hour before I realized you could move into the foreground to avoid the packages. I was jumping over everything and failing miserably. Yeah, that um, it's actually the one bit about it that I thought this is really nice to start with. By the the end, I was like, "Oh my god, see this moving in and out of the foreground." It's just, it's just sick an and tired odd of your stupid face. <laughs> yeah, it's an odd, odd thing. And then when you have to pick up the packages and throw them to make a makeshift bridge, yeah, that totally stumped me. I thought you had to, you know, go up that little tree branch, jump onto the train, and continue that way. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't do anything for you. 
You get life so up there. It was, if you don't, you get you get a, a life if you don't get hit mm-hmm. by the steam. But uh, just trying to kill. I you. spent forty minutes on that first stage. No lie. Oh wow. Going, I can't make this jump. Where the hell am I supposed to go? And I I don't want to admit that I watched a YouTube to see how to play Tintin in Tibet. But once I saw, oh, you can move into the foreground. Oh. Well, that's cool. Once I figured all that out, it was fine. I, we've got off in a completely different foot here because I expected something completely different and was completely disappointed by it. It sounds like you expected what I wanted and you've been pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah, I've been pleasantly surprised. Oh, oh, I don't have a verb set. This is wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't quite expecting that. I, w- I was just expecting... I wasn't expecting a health bar. Let's put it that way. I wasn't expecting all these... A very ambiguous health bar. Yes. You know, very, very ambiguous. I wasn't expecting the level of action that was there to the point where it does just feel like a loose action platformer. This... Well, no, well, it's weird, right? Because most of the levels, like the hotel level, they're not get to the end it's got this weird trigger system yeah, where yeah. captain Fishface tells you to go downstairs and then you have to make sure you triggered the guy who tells you there's a letter then you have to refine captain fish face then you have to get to the tv you mm-hmm. can do them in like any order yeah but it's very confusing because you don't necessarily get direct like i didn't why would why would he move from the top left to the top right yeah so, so uh, it's almost like a, it's like an inventoryless dizzy. Oh God, yeah, yeah. But not near as bad. But not near as good as what it could have been if it was just a good proper oh, adventure. Oh, for a game. second, I thought you were gonna say not near as good as dizzy, and I was gonna slap you. Um, I quite like so, dizzy. Yeah, I know you do. You like a lot of things that we should question on a fundamental mm-hmm. level. Um, James Pond. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a big one, buddy. Um, what is it you didn't like? I Just didn't. The, is it kind of that thing where you like you pick up a glass of liquid and you think it's going to be Pepsi, but it turns out to be iced tea, and you're like, "Oh, this is awful!" For that split second. Um, no, it's it's exactly that, Dave. It was. I was just expecting an adventure game, something nice and lovely like the kids dipped out of this so quickly i mentioned at the end of the last episode i'd sit down with amelie and play it she was just like mm-hmm. tried a couple of times to jump over something and was just i don't like this like, oh okay then um it's fairly difficult like they mm-hmm. want you to be spot on with your platforming yeah um i see i don't think it's bad I think it's very it's very memory based because I mean that's one thing that's nice about it. if you're having trouble visualizing this game if you've ever played the Karate Kid NES game think of level three the typhoon where things will just be coming at you and you don't so much have to continue on while avoiding it you more like have to stop avoid it then continue on it's not like a Mario where the throwing hazards at you. On your way to yeah. the goal, the point of the game is to avoid the obstacles. Very eloquently but, put. I mean, I mean, and and one or two of them I can understand. Like you know, the snake. 
okay, I can understand getting bit by a snake ends old Tintin's adventure. Uh, running as fast as you can into a man that's carrying a two by four. Uh huh. I can also understand like that's really got to hurt. But why are the pots swinging? Yeah. Um. On on that kind of like questionable bit, you got to the plane, right? The crashed plane. Yes. Did you enter the fuselage of the crashed plane? I did. Into the I did. four. I got the rope. Four mile long plane fuselage running along. Well, I mean like, that's why it crashed. This is the this longest. This is Titanic of planes. It's not even. It wasn't flying. The point was you were going to walk from China to Kathmandu or whatever, <laughs> just up a plane fuselage. It's gigantic. Yeah, it's not so much a plane. It is a tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and, and I mean, even in the plane, you've you've got some BS things that are trying. Like you've got to pick up and move that girder yeah, to yeah. put it under that thing. Um, I would put this... This is definitely not A tier, right? Like, this isn't your Mario's or mm-hmm. your Sonic's. It's just not that. It, but it is a solid B tier. Like, you know what this reminded me of, Craig? Like, the plethora of Looney Tunes platforms. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, this has, like, Porky Pig's Haunted House written all over it, or, or Duck Dodgers. It just... It doesn't feel right, but that's mainly because we're so used to the A grades. Yeah, I think you're onto but, something yeah. there, and that's it's it's part of my. I'm not I'm not completely writing this game off. It's pretty solid. It's just not what I expected. Well, you finished it, right? Yep, I finished it. So after that plane episode comes, probably my favorite bit of the entire game. You and Captain Haddock are scaling a rock face. And what you've got is you've got a rock path where you can control both characters and you're tethered together so that if one of you fall, you swing and this, that and the other. And you have Mm -hmm. to climb around snowy bits. So there's a bit of a maze-like thing. You have to climb round with Tintin and then round with Captain Haddock. And then you face a bit where it's all snow on the, the rock face. And you actually have to place, say, Captain Haddock to the right put Tintin to the left and let go of the rock face to have Tintin swing and you get a bit of a physics puzzle so you have to swing Tintin into a bit of the rock face that's clear and then swing Captain Haddock round and it it's a really solid wee bit of gameplay that I just thought this is actually pretty ace and it was just something completely different to the rest of the game which was ducking in and out of that kind of background foreground jumping running type thing i loved it yeah loved it to um i watched i watched a video of the rest of it because i was like man i've got to be close to the end it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's that long of a game um the the yaks looked like they were really annoying or whatever i'm pretty sure they were yaks right the big bulls is that a yak i thought it was a yak I what could, else would it be um i don't know like a donkey no, that was way bigger than a donkey. Didn't have the floppy ears or anything. I, all right, we're just gonna. I'm just gonna say it was a yak. Okay, it's a yak. Um, the part you mentioned did look cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I didn't get because I did go and make a sandwich, literally, <laughs> um, was where did the yeti come in, Craig? Why is there a yeti? So the, the yeti. What happens is, um, from Chang's perspective, the plane crashes. Chang is thrown from the plane. He doesn't remember anything about it, but he does remember waking up with a Yeti 
you know, like you go out for a night out in the town and you get really drunk and you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, the f- what the hell have I woken up with? He had the worst, <laughs> the worst time with that because he woke up with a Yeti. The Yeti took him off to a cave and fed him, kept him alive, kept him warm, kept, you know, basically kept him going. The Yeti was just an entity in the mountains in Tibet that that kept him alive. He's the reason he still survived. He, he survived. I don't know if you watched right to the bitter end of the entire game, but the last scene before the credits roll is a Yeti alone looking off across a, a snowy peak <laughs> in, in one of those kind of like cliched sunset parts. It's just, it's awful. But, you know... Um, well... I watched the last level, right, where mm. you're in the cave. Yeah. And there were the shadows of the yetis. Yep, yep. So, does the yeti get angry at you? The yet- I don't think the yeti's angry. I think I took it as being the yeti is protective over Chang. Oh. Did Captain Fishface ever ask, are we there, yeti? <laughs> oh, my God. I hope so. <laughs> Um, well, no, like, like this, this kind of threw my perceptions of it because I thought Tintin was fairly realistic. Why is there a Yeti? Tintin's never like, realistic. Tintin is. The well, least... I meant, I meant, there, there's no like aliens or mummies oh, or you know right. monsters. I see, what you mean. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Um, no, there are there are mummies. I'm sure there's mummies. Really, in Tintin. I'm sure there is, and I'm. So oh. now I've got it down as like this is a Belgian Don- Johnny Quest, as opposed to just uh, adventure. Oh, I'm breaking my brains now because I don't know whether it's one of those. I don't know whether it's a Scooby Dooism where they always find out that whatever weird thing is happening is a. It human. was Harry the hypnotist. Yeah. Oh, Dave, you've sparked a question I, because there's a lot. There's a lot of the Tintins, as I say, a lot of the Tintins are two parters. In the first part, something weird happens. You've got a hypnotist, and Tintin wakes up in a box, and the bo- and there's mummies in a tomb somewhere in Egypt, and and the mummies are moving. So that makes me think that there are mummies. But I'm wondering. Well, I would be very disappointed if there wasn't Tintin and the Mummy's Curse. I mean, that just writes itself. Um, before we do final verdict on the game, I'm curious: is he a, like a media presence over there? Like, do you have Tintin plushies and Tintin? No, no mugs. No and... one cares about Tintin. Tintin is. Is in... it because it's so old? I'm not too sure it was very well received. As general, I think I'm in the minority here. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I always got the impression it was big in France, Belgium. I mean, you're not in France, but you're close, closer um, than I am. Yeah, but it's still a different country, separated by sea and stuff like that. And language. No, Tintin is even like among my peers. Say, I'd be like, oh, do you remember watching this when you when you were a kid? Do you remember watching that? Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you ever watch Tintin? I was a big di- no. Why did you watch crickets? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this might be, in effect, a a well, a side effect of you growing up in your hoop and stick village with your cankers, could... clackers. What was the name of that again? Conkers. 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 Oh my god! Do you remember okay. Conkers? 
I can't remember Conkers. Well, yeah, when somebody tells you they grew up playing with bits of string and a walnut, you're going to remember it, Craig. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Conkers. Conkers for ace. Yeah, maybe it was just, you know, small town. It could be. It, uh, honestly, it could be something. You know when you're a kid, if something catches your eye, my mum and dad were quite good at that kind of side of things. Where if, like, I used to, like... This is not Tintin, it's The X-Files. So I watched one episode of The X-Files when I was too young to watch The X-Files, but my mum and dad were like, here's some of the books, here's all the X-Files cards, here's the DVDs. You oh, know, the my t- parents did that stuff too, where it's like, guys, I, I just watched an episode. I, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, it could have been the same with Tintin. Yeah, because I, I, like, if you say X-Files, I remember watching episodes like, yeah, yeah, you know what, that's an alright show, that's kind of cool, and, like, Christmas, I get the science behind X-Files books, and I'm like, I, I didn't care, Yeah. but alright, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, um, did your parents, were they very restrictive about what you watched, or were you kind of given free reign? Free, free reign, completely and utterly. You got lucky. Yeah. And we get nipples on the telly, Dave, as well. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> it's just not fair. All right, so, all right, so nipples in Tibet. Mm-hmm. What is your final? Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. verdict. Before we get to that, but there's one tiny Ooh. wee thing that I want to say about the game, and that is for his the... jaunty walk up the stairs. No, for oh. the age of the game, I think both graphically and musically it was really quite solid it looks like the cartoon it looks pretty good it does it looks it looks great one thing i do want to mention and astute listeners will remember i mentioned this a little while ago uh that jaunty walk up the stairs is amazing <laughs> like it, it, it's this weird thing i have i like watching characters in games you know go up the stairs because most games do yes. it terribly but every once in a while, you get a nice one, and he's all like, do 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 and his arms go out, and he, yeah, it's, it's a very nice stair cycle yeah. walk. I like it. So, I think we both come down on, this isn't what you expected. Mm-hmm. It's not what I expected, thankfully. <laughs> and the baseline seems to be, yeah, it's okay. Because, yeah. you know, if I would have got this as a kid, I wouldn't have hated it at first blush. I would have been really confused, but hopefully there would have been a manual that explained you can move forward. Mm-hmm. But... It, I think it's surprisingly okay for a licensed game. Yeah, I'm very much on the same board. I think your your estimation of it has risen while mine's has fallen slightly, purely because I imagined I imagined something more akin to, and we might play this if if you say what I think you're gonna say. Okay, I, I, if we end up with a game that ends in the letter that this ends in, we're playing it. But Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis is one of my favourite oh, franchised okay. adventure games. It's it's impeccable. It's absolutely fantastic. And I had in my head that this was going to be the Tintin version of Indiana Jones. And it just it wasn't. I think impeccable is a little bit of a wrong word choice. Uh, for, I mean, I, I, I have played Fate of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, I missed it. It was all right. I mainly went through the game punching people. <laughs> I think it's it's but, it's great because it's it's adventure punching. It's that right it, for me. It's that right balance of action and adventure. 
See, I thought you were going to say I was expecting something more along the lines of Cosmic Space Face. Oh, my God. No, and no, in which no, case, no, no, I would have to kill you. No, no, no. Okay. No, no. Music is way better than Cosmic oh, Space Face. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So if I, if I ever pick a game that ends in I, I will be sure to quit the show very shortly after. Okay, never pick a game that ends in I then. I don't want you quit. All right, okay. It's a deal. Um, so I'm curious because I saw this and my first thought was... Oh, it's a platformer. Mm-hmm. And then my second thought was, oh, Craig picked it. It's got to be an adventure yes. game. Why? What about this made you think that it was a point and click, just the nature of the TV show? Yes. Yes. Okay. It was a, probably a misguided read of an article that I saw that there was a Tintin game. And it was, I think because it's an adventure show... I'd put too much on the word adventure to think anything else other than we were playing that kind of game. Okay. I mean, there are some adventure mechanics, mm-hmm. like we said. Like, you know, you got to pick up the ball yeah. at the end of that street thing. I mean, there are... S- the hat. Sorry, not the ball. Yeah. Looks like a ball. <laughs> but yeah, I-, I guess I can understand that. Well, I'm sad that this isn't quite up to your estimation of an adventure game, but I'm happy it wasn't an adventure game. Well, yeah, that's the thing, and it's completely. It's I don't even. I was going to say serviceable. That's not even a word. That's actually not bad. It's just. It's not. No, it's not. It's not what I expected, and I'm. I'm. I'm glad you're not tearing it to pieces, because despite the. Remember when I picked it, and you were like, "No, Craig, no, I hate you, I hate you so much." Well, <laughs> yeah, I'll murder your family. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, no, because I mean, I mean, when you choose a licensed product on the Super Nintendo, you get either like Chester Cheetah in Too Cool to Fool, or you get like Adventures of Batman and Robin. Ninety percent of the time, yeah. it's Chester Cheetah, which is an awful game. But you know what is not an awful game, Craig? What's not an awful game? And since this was Tintin goes to Hollywood and it ends in a T, <laughs> I'm going to pick a game that I haven't played in about 15 years. And that is Tomba over here, Tombi over there. Okay. So interestingly enough, Craig, this puts you in a bit of a predicament. Oh, really? Because if it ends in an A, you get another world. Mm-hmm. If it ends in an I, you get Indiana Jones. Okay. In the interests of the mid-year review, which we already did, in the interests of respecting yes. the American heritage, I'm going to go with to- <laughs> Tomba. Ah. Tomba. Tomba. Okay. All right. Uh, so, yes, this is PlayStation 1, and you can get it on PS3, PSN store if you'd like, or I'm sure you can emulate it. But this is a weird 2.5D platformer with adventure game mechanics, oddly enough. So, yeah. Sounds good. Close this out, Craig. I cannot wait to play that. So, coming to the end of our adventure in Tibet, um, thank you, Dave, for joining me. Not and a thank problem. thank you, Chang, for staying alive and letting us come and rescue you. Well, to be fair, you should be thanking the Yeti, not Chang. Okay, yeah. Chang's just some hapless kid. I mean, okay, thank you, Yeti. Tintin, I, I suppose we can take your leave. You actually, you know what? What we realised today was um, Reese, my son, uh, turned around and his hair had sun cream in it because it's so warm over here. He actually looks a fair bit like Tintin, and I'm a bit worried about the whole <laughs> thing. Um, dress him in a blue 
cardigan mm-hmm. and some cargo pants and you're all set for Halloween. Totally not. I can't wait. I'm going to go as Captain Haddock and just swear at people. <laughs> as you should. Right. Anyway, Dave, thank you for joining me on Tintin. This has been... This has been an odd episode because we've done a fairly good chunk of talking about the game as well as things related to the game without going off the track too much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> off the track, Tom Hanks, Polar Express. See what you did there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as much as they might suck to play, Licensed games do offer a lot of conversation because you can talk about the actual license, mm-hmm. you can talk about the game itself. So yeah, I enjoy these, and I'm glad this wasn't an adventure game. Yeah, good. So say good night, Tintin. Good night, Tintin. Thank you, Dave. Sleep well. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>